Hello and welcome to episode 177 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me today through the magical powers of Zoom, we have Ricardo Benavides. Ricardo, how's it going, man? It's going great, Jeremy. How are you doing today, buddy? It's going good. It's going good. Hopefully we uh, get these technical issues we're dealing with in the studio uh, worked out here soon so we can get get back to... uh, doing these in person but uh, you know show goes well, on you know, show must I, go I on think, Ricardo I think it's it might be my fault I took some of those wires out and tried to sell them <laughs> you don't pay me enough so I had to get some of that copper money so uh, my brother's kids were over here messing around with some stuff and I didn't realize it and I, I it didn't seem like they were over there for too long but you never know man they might have hit some button I can't figure out now um yeah but hey man we uh you know we have a great great show again today uh we have actually two gentlemen joining us on the show today um one is sean mahoney who is spinal cord injury survivor um and sport and performance uh he has a sport and performance psychology degree from uh fau i believe and then got his master's uh somewhere on colorado anyway we have him on the show and uh, Jake Daniel, who is the director of performance and neurological reengineering uh, at Barwis, uh, and he runs the Barwis Colorado or helps run the Barwis Colorado location. Um, you know, yeah, it was uh, Jake had reached out to me. Uh, I think after uh, maybe Drew Ploche, um was on the show a few months back and said, "Hey, would I'd love to come on? I've got." Uh, my guy Sean is just an animal in the gym over here, and he's done some great things, um, you know, with his recovery from this uh, from his spinal cord injury. And you know, yeah, I was I was it was a pleasure having these guys on, man. What uh, you know, I really really enjoyed getting kind of the I like hearing about kind of the nitty gritty because we've had so many people on like kind of in the Barwis you know universe. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, you know, their tentacles run pretty deep. Um, in the spinal cord injury community and such a such an amazing company and, and they do such great work so i was happy to to visit with these guys and kind of how they they almost came up together you know because they started working together when jake was still uh, basically an intern at barwis uh, was right when when uh, sean had started working with them so yeah and um i think universe is a is a good descriptor <laughs> You know, because you guys are in your own universe, people with uh, the spinal cord injury universe. So, yeah, I think that's a good descriptor, Jeremy. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, again, another inspiring story from both sides. You know, both Sean and Jake have great stories and um, how they found, you know, their passions to move forward and help people. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah yeah and you could really hear it I, I felt like you could hear it in jake's voice kind of like when he's talking about you know how happy he is to be able to work because he he didn't really know anything about the the neurological side of what they do at barwis and he just became so like uh enamored with um i guess sean working with um our you know friend of the podcast nick lucius and he just like wanted to learn more and more about that side of things and <laughs> obviously now he's you know the director of performance and neurological re-engineering there so uh he's really you know really come up in that in that aspect i guess of the of the rehabilitation field so um 
but yeah, I mean, great guys. I thought, I thought this was an incredible interview. Um, you know, they, you know, Sean, uh, Sean's injury is crazy to me. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, like I told you, I had a few flashbacks when I heard that story because you know, there was one night in my youth when I got out on a boat out here on the lake and we hit a log in a speedboat and, um, it was dark, pitch black on one of our lakes out here, not very big, creating all kinds of hell. And I had two little kids at the time, and I had they, you know, the kids and Gina had gone to bed and she would didn't know where I was. But when we hit that log, it really <clears throat> woke me up. And it was like two o'clock in the morning. It was like, oh crap, I could have, you know, really hurt myself out here on this lake with these two drunk guys. So yeah, that yeah, was kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah. You don't really think about it. It reminded me of the um the Murdaugh murders documentary on Netflix, oh. um, where the where the the kid you know is not that Sean and his friends were drunk or anything, but um this kid you know drives drunk under a bridge and hits basically a, something underneath there, and get a girl gets thrown out of the out of the boat and and is killed, but um you know, luckily Sean survived this, you know, even though he did suffer a spinal cord injury, it's just, yes, so dangerous, man. Like, yeah, especially being on the water like that, um, at late at night or, you know, when you can't see necessarily very well, it's, uh, pretty dangerous. So, but thank God he's, he's, you know, okay. Even though he did suffer a spinal cord injury, he's doing really great. Um, there's some amazing, you know, videos, like they call it motivation Monday, maybe, um, at Barwis where they, they put out some, some different videos. We'll, we'll link to their YouTube channel. Um, but there's some good videos of Sean working with, uh, with both Jake and Nick. Um, and yeah, shout out to Nick Lucius too, for, uh, for getting the job with the Detroit Red Wings as the, uh, I guess, assistant strength and conditioning coach over there. And he, they, you know, Sean and Jake said that he still works pretty, pretty closely, uh, with, with the guys there at Barwis as well, which is awesome. So, but yeah, man, well, Hey, let's, uh, let's get to the interview here, Ricardo, and we'll, we'll chat a little bit more on the other side. It sounds great, Jeremy. This week on the live to walk again podcast, we are super excited to visit with Sean Mahoney, who is a spinal cord injury survivor, uh, sport and performance psychology master's degree holder, and uh, and then also Jake Daniel, who is the director of performance and neurological reengineering at Barwis. Who uh, you know we've had a, had quite a few people on that have worked through Barwis, and uh, yeah, excited to have you guys, man. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. thank um, you, boss man. A true pleasure. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm so glad to uh to finally connect. I know Sean, I've been following you for a while. So, you know, Jake reached out um actually and uh I, I don't know, I think I had tagged Barwis in something that we had posted and and he was just like, "Hey man, I'd love to to come on." He's like, "I have this this uh stud Sean Mahoney that's just working his <laughs> his ass off uh, over here. Want to get him on the show." So, um, you know, Sean, let's start with you, man, and and you know, for anybody that doesn't already know your story, I know you got a ton of followers and stuff on social media. So anybody that doesn't already know how, you know, did you suffer a spinal cord injury? Yeah. So um, when I was 17, so about eight years ago, I'm 25 now, um, me and my friends were on a nighttime boat cruise. I'm from South Florida, Fort Lauderdale. So 
boat boating at night is kind of common. Um, but anyway, we were driving around, must have been going pretty fast. I don't really remember the actual injury at all. Um, but we were going fast and we were going under this bridge that was under construction. And uh, when a bridge is under construction, they sort of build a parallel sort of structure uh, alongside the bridge. And the pillars of this new bridge thing were staggered between the pillars of the old bridge and it wasn't lit, like there were no lights. So we were going fast, went under the bridge that we could see, didn't know there was a dark pillar in between. So we crashed head on uh, into the pillar. And I was in the back of the boat and projected forward, hit my head where my spine compressed and I broke my C5 vertebra. Wow, man, that's, that's, uh, we've had a, a bunch of like pretty unique stories on this. That's, that's definitely one for the books. Um, yeah. So do you, do you lose consciousness? I mean, are you like, do you get thrown into the water? Uh, you know, what, so, what how, like, how do you get to the hospital? Like what, yeah, kind of explain the circumstances. Yeah. So this is all eyewitness account <laughs> because again, I don't remember like any of it at all. I, I got like a concussion from the accident. I completely blacked out. Um, but I was projected from the back of the boat. It was a small boat, like 15 feet, um, not even like a center console. So it was very small. I was projected from the back to where I hit my head on the bow at the front of the boat. So I, I wasn't in the water. So I was thrown from the back to the front where I hit my head and that's what compressed. Um, got to the hospital, um, uh, paramedics, I guess. I don't remember that part, but funny enough, my brother's fraternity brother, um, his brother was the one that pulled me out of the water, which is like a small world. Like I met this guy and he's like, oh, my brother actually saved your life, um, which was a crazy thing to hear like three years later. Um, but yeah, I spent uh, a few days in Broward General Hospital where they're not they're not the most equipped to deal with spinal cord injuries and I was shortly transferred to Jackson Memorial in Miami um where I did my inpatient rehab I was there for about 6 weeks um I think I was in the hospital for 8 months in total or 8 8 weeks I'm sorry not 8 months that would be crazy but wow. um and then I was sent home Wow. Wow. So, uh, how, so is that including rehab you were only in for eight weeks? Yeah. Um, it was about a two month stay, including all of inpatient rehab. Okay. And did, did you go through rehab just at Jackson Memorial there too? Or did you, I mean, do they send you the Miami project or what, or is, is Jackson tied in with the Miami project? I'm not. Yeah, uh, I was underage at the time, so I wasn't like eligible for any of the studies. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but for whatever reason, I wasn't like eligible at the time. Um, but yeah, that, at the time during inpatient, it was all all Jackson. Um, when I was sent home and started doing outpatient, I started doing a couple of other additional things. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so then how, yeah, um, you know, transitioning out of the hospital back kind of into the, the real world. So you're 17, you're probably still in high school living living at home with your folks um yeah. what is that situation like do you guys have to make like renovations of the house are you you know are you able to to get back home pretty comfortably and then like going back to school I know because I, I got injured when I was 18 but I was still a senior in high school so that was like the biggest transition for me is going back to school in a wheelchair and kind of having those experiences um you know after the fact so yeah talk talk a little bit about that yeah. Um, luckily the house 
only minor renovations were necessary. Um, we have a friend, a family friend who is a contractor and he renovated the bathroom for us. It was a beautiful project. So it was incredible. Um, and then we just had like one step in front of the front door and one step out the back door um, that we just kind of modified into a ramp. Uh, luckily it was pretty easy. House is pretty open concept and accessible uh, in terms of, yeah, returning to school and just life in general. Um, I ended up, I tried to sort of balance the first year and my time in the hospital because my accident was like two weeks before my senior year of high school. Um, my teachers were really good with like working with me. The school, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, shout out. Um, they, were, they were awesome working with me. Like I was luckily a, like a student athlete and a good student. So I had a little bit of good graces there, but um, I ended up taking a year off and just doing like a gap year for my senior year. And I ended up returning um, the following year and I only needed like half of a year's worth of credits so I would go to school at like nine leave at noon and then go do rehab after um, and they were all cool with that so it was it was nice to adjust into that with um, so much support uh, but definitely super weird going down the halls you used to walk down in a wheelchair um, struggling to even push the whole way uh, spazzing out of your chair a couple of times um, early on there. Um, but yeah, um, it was definitely a, a weird experience, a weird shift. And especially being in a place that I'd spent so much time able-bodied, um, just from that different perspective, it was, it was, uh, a little bit anxiety ridden or anxiety causing for sure. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I'm sorry, did, did you say what level injury you ended up suffering? Yeah, C5. C5, okay. So what um where's your function level at when you come home from the hospital? Cuz I know, you know, now after working with Barwis and and everything like you're I saw a video of you like walking with a with a cane um and doing some other incredible stuff. So, you know, where were you at coming out of the hospital and um then we'll kind of get into more of the Barwis stuff after that. Yeah, um yeah, drastically different. I <laughs> pretty much had, I mean, when I was injured, I had pretty much no movement at all below like shrugging my shoulder a little bit. Um, so I was a C5, um, technically Asia B incomplete. So motor complete, but sensory incomplete. Um, by the time I left the hospital, I could kind of do that, like lift my, for the, and for the, the audio listeners, I could kind of lift up my arm, use a little bit of bicep, flex my wrist a little, or extend my wrist um, a little bit, um, but pretty much no functional movement at all. Everything was done for me, uh, eating, drinking, even like I couldn't even use my phone on my own, going to the bathroom, obviously showering. Like I couldn't, I was completely dependent for everything. Um, whereas now it's a different story. So. Okay. So um you know, you're going through outpatient rehab, finishing school, all this stuff. Are you, I, I know that Barwis has the location down in Florida as well. I don't know if that was like near your house or if you, if they were even on your radar at that point. Um, but yeah, talk about, I guess, like transitioning from whatever outpatient rehab you were doing to, to once you uh, finally got together with Barwis. Uh, yeah. So I, I started at a place outpatient called NeuroFit 360. I'm not sure if you've heard of them and they're in yeah. South Florida as well. They actually just opened an Atlanta location. Um, yeah, they, they did great work with me. Um, it was in, it was in Broward County, so it wasn't too far. 
Um, and we were training there, training me to go off to college at University of Florida, uh, where I could try to go live as independently as possible there. I was making good progress. And uh, we had heard about Barwis, which and their location at the time, or their only Florida location was Port St. Lucie, which I don't know how familiar with Florida geography you are, but it's a couple hours north of where I live in Fort Lauderdale. So it wasn't super realistic, um, but we were always super interested in it. And when I moved to Gainesville, which is where University of Florida is, um, I heard my mom told me that she heard they were opening a location in Deerfield Beach, which is very close to Fort Lauderdale. Um, so after my first year at Florida, I decided I wanted to focus more on my rehab and just physically um, getting as good as possible, learning to walk again. And I was kind of half-assing rehab and half-assing school. So I transferred to Florida Atlantic, which is in Boca, which is right next to Deerfield as well. Uh, I started going to Barwis because it was right next to school and right next to home. Um, and then, yeah, never really went back anywhere else. Nice, nice. So, Jake, when do you um, – sorry to leave you leave you hanging for this last 10 minutes or whatever, but um, – Quite a <laughs> so yeah when when do you come in contact with sean like are you are you working at the the deerfield beach location when he comes in there um or, so, or the port st Lucie or whatever um i was actually an intern and i started like i think two weeks after sean's eval oh, so wow. as an intern so wow. when so i came in with him since like, yeah you've been with him since the jump then over there okay yeah so i was like 20 and kind of a knucklehead i wrestled in college you can only imagine being 20 and being in this fifty thousand square foot playground yeah and really the person that pulled me on as an intern um really wanted me to be like focused on performance side of things and the first person i saw just do neurological engineering was nick and I saw him doing it on Sean, like just training Sean. I was like super interested. I was like, what's going on over there? And my boss at the time was like, mm, we need you performance. We're going to teach you performance. And then I just stayed after my hours and was like, hey, I want to learn more about neuro. I like shadowed Nick and Meg. Shout out both wonderful mentors. Shout both of them out. Um, they kind of let me learn on Sean. And I honestly got hired on part-time pretty quickly there at Barrows Deerfield. Um, I think it was before I uh, turned 21 or just as I turned 21. So I got hired on fairly quickly after I graduated college and um, Sean was my first neuro client ever. So he literally thought I was an intern, I think when I was training him. Um, but I was just like, so fascinated with neurological engineering. I, people that need the help they want the goals they want to obtain the goals and they just you know so detail oriented it has to be every day every minute every second has to be this inch this centimeter this breath this core needs to be tight you name it it has to be like that and sometimes athletic isn't athletics aren't like that so it just drew me into the neuro side I did still you know, work with a lot of athletes there, work with a lot of pro athletes. I work with the pro athletes here in Colorado. So I never lost that, but neuro is definitely the bread and butter. And I also thoroughly enjoy helping people as much as possible. But Sean being my first neuro client helped me out 
a ton because getting his perspective on things, him being so young, me being so young, we kind of like bounce ideas off of each other. Um, and then Nick and Meg helping me with like growing, being more, um, we call it just being a little bit more intense. I also think it's more like pulling the trigger, right? The first time I walked with Sean, I literally called Nick, who you've talked to before, and was like, hey, how do I walk with Sean one-on-one? And he was like, this is how you do it. And I'm on speakerphone trying to walk with Sean, and we're like four-foot tables apart. And he just fully trusted me. It kind of like rocketed my career as a neuro trainer tremendously. That's why I feel like when I reached out to you, I I wanted Sean definitely for sure. No, that that's awesome, man. Um, so you're you're in college, you're doing an internship. Like, what what is your, you know, f- major your fo you know your focus of uh, study at that point? Uh, exercise science. So I have a bachelor's degree from King's College in exercise science, and that's kind of I learned pretty much on the job from Mike and Nick and Meg all about neuro and just kind of, I mean. Before I left to come to Colorado, I'd say I had 12 hours a day of neuro, different types, strokes, TBI, squads, paras. Um, and so before and- you meet Sean at your internship, you'd like, it's like not even really on your radar though, like the neurological side of things. When I talk, cause I was in Pennsylvania too, when I got the internship and I moved from Pennsylvania to Florida, I really wasn't even like a thing. I was just told, Hey, this is going to be uh athletics internship and because that's what I mean I grew up playing all sports I grew up in the gym I that's what I did I wrestled throughout college so that's what I wanted to do and when I got to bar was it it quickly changed um I think I play a more hybrid role now I think I love both I think they bounce the ideologies that Mike kind of teaches us bounces from neuro to athletics and I think it that's what separates Barros's program from everyone else's is because um, the atmosphere here is just insane. It's crazy. The culture in all the gyms is, is just top notch. That's so awesome. And that, that's actually my next question was uh, what for both of you is, you know, what is the dynamic like working with high level athletes? And I guess for you, Jake, working with high level athletes and people battling back from these life altering uh you know, injuries or disabilities. And then also, uh, Sean, for you, just like, what's it like working out in the gym and like seeing a high level, these high level athletes just pushing themselves as far as they can. And, and how does that kind of motivate you? So I don't know who wants to take it first, but. Um, it's, I mean, first of all, it's awesome. Especially when I started working out, um, at Barbara's I was 19 and uh, just never surrounded by a bunch of like high level pro athletes. I was a high school athlete, um, very into sports. I, my career now is working with athletes. So love being around that environment. There's actually one time, um, I don't know if I can name names, but um, Jake and I were walking and a certain NFL player who um, was my favorite player in the NFL played for the dolphins for a little bit. He was training at Barwis and he came up to me while I was walking. We were probably like, it was like our longest walk. We were probably like 25, 30 feet. And I was about to gas out and he came up and he was like, let's go. Like you're going to push it, push it. 
And uh, I walked like another 15, 20 feet after that. Cause it's like my favorite athlete just like encouraged me straight on. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a, it was a wild experience. So like, I think that um, as long as you're in the right sort of mindset, you're not extremely like uh, self-conscious or uh, something like that, you can feed off of the energy of the athletes well. And uh, one thing about a lot of these people is they've made it to where they are because of their work ethic, how much they put in, like a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hardship, they're disciplined. And they um, they see us kind of applying those same things to learning how to like bend your wrist or like squeeze your core or something so um, often taken for granted by people. And they can appreciate that, I think, a lot more than others. Um, so it's really cool to be able to be in that environment all the time. And uh, I think that they're also inspired by us uh, as much as we're inspired by them. Yeah, that's what I was. That was my next question too. Is that yeah? I know that's what Nick really touched on when he was on the show. That you know, it's kind of like back and forth, like you know, the push and the pull of of you know being inspired and inspiring other people. So um, that's so awesome, man. Like I'm yeah, I'm blown away by the whole Barwis thing. So yeah, you know, Jake, talk about like what it's like for you being in the gym and working kind of going working with the neurological patients and then also you know with the, the high level athletes and how they all push each other from kind of from somebody who's not uh doesn't have a neurological uh, disorder or you know um what's that like for you yeah i mean i feel like there's positives and negatives right i see things from like an outside viewer right i'm not a pro athlete and i'm also not a spinal cord injury so sometimes I get frustrated because someone like Sean or someone like Drew, who you've had on the podcast, they go through these struggles and, you know, can't put on your pants, can't do whatever you plug it in. Right. And then you get a pro athlete who can pretty much do everything in their entire life complaining. It's like, that's the frustrating side of things, but it's also makes it real for them. Right. So um, we have an athlete, a UFC athlete here, by uh Cody Brundage he's a UFC guy uh middleweight um he actually comes in and he'll help me like walk with Sean or he's helped me like he'll just watch and hang out um he wants to kind of be like in it because he sees how difficult someone's life could be and he cherishes that because he's like it's so hard sometimes to kind of come in here at 6 30 a.m 7 a.m and do treadmill sprints and then I see your 8 a.m. roll in with a smile on his face and he's getting taken here by his parents, like, and he's 30, right? So um, that touches me a lot because it's like, I'm making a difference not only in neuro, I'm making a difference with all the pro athletes. They're seeing the difference without even me saying like, hey, you, you know, you have it all. You have it, like, you don't want to say that as a coach anyway, but it the atmosphere itself kind of brings it out and I feel like it makes it easier as a coach because I don't have to motivate as much it kind of around them the motivations around them like you have a, a t12 complete crawling right next to someone that's trying to go punch someone in the face on tv like it's it's kind of easy for them to grant, gain motivation from that so I don't have to be hooping and hollering for 12 hours straight that's yeah that's that must be that must be pretty cool man just like to experience that um so uh jake when 
you know, I know Nick open, I think when he came on the show, he was like out in Colorado, just kind of getting uh, the bar was Colorado uh, spot off the ground or getting it opened up. Um, what, when did you come out there? Have you been out there with him since the beginning? Um, yeah, so you he came out in November of that year or the year before. And then I came out in April there. We really didn't have anything like open and running. I came out for like the launch of it. So our neuro program, neuro program wasn't running. It was really just a couple of PT clients. And I came out when the NFL guys came. So we have like four or five Bronco guys that came that first year. I came out when they started and I just ran the performance side of things as Nick ran the PT side of things. And then we kind of just divvied up the neuro. Um, Cause I was with Mike, um, Mike so long in, at Deerfield. I came over really diverse with what I could do. So it kind of helped transition easier because the load of neuro wasn't all on me and it wasn't all on Nick. So we could kind of like bounce ideas back and forth. So it was kind of a cool transition from where I was, what I was doing in Deerfield beach was just being an assistant coach running programs that were written and doing little, little evals here and there here. I'm kind of like running it from top to bottom is um, eval write the program, control the program, and then progress people as it goes. I also, you know, we hired, once Nick left, we hired two great staff members, um, Maddie and Kenny, who really are just like above and beyond detail-oriented. They're super like genuine. They care about the clients. um, And hopefully they take over here one day or somewhere else. So it's kind of all progressive and we try, like Nick try to build me up so I'll just try to build the next people up that that's awesome man just kind of paying it forward between the yeah like just getting keeping it moving that's that's awesome um Sean I'm wondering so when like I thought I read that you did you transfer out to a, a college in Colorado or university in Colorado to finish up your master's and and then kind of as a as a bonus just got to work with with the guys at Barwis Colorado, or did you come out there to work specifically with Nick and Jake uh, and, uh, and go to college and, and just went to that college because it was near nearby? Um, no, so I'm actually not affiliated with Barwis in terms of my work. Um, oh, yeah. No, no, so I, meant, the, I meant, did you come out to like work out, like be able to continue like working with those oh, guys yeah, yeah. as far as um, uh, working out? So, so yeah, it was kind of like the stars aligning in a bunch of different ways. So I was at Florida Atlantic for um, my undergraduate degree, which is obviously when I started training at Barwis as well. And um, Jake, when he learned he was going to move out to Denver to run this place, he wanted me to come with him. And I was like, no, like, no. <laughs> I was like, I can't. Like, first of all, I can't live independently at that point. Um and I'm kind of looking for for graduate programs for performance psychology, sports psychology, um, mostly around Miami area. And um, it turned out after doing a little bit of research and Nick actually nudged me in this direction as well. He's like, hey, University of Denver has the best master's program in the country for sports psychology. And it's 10 minutes away from where we're, our gym is going to be. I was like, all right, like that's something to think about. Uh, I also came out to Colorado for like a family vacation when I was 17 and told myself I would live here one day. <laughs> so um, I applied to DU, University of Denver, um, got in, 
And uh, Jake was like, all right, we're going. And I was still kind of hesitant. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, dude. And he was like, what can you not do? Like, what is preventing you from from living here without like any help or whatever? And I was like, I couldn't, I can't put on shoes. At that time, was that was the thing. Like, I could get dressed, pants, shirt, whatever. Couldn't put on shoes. Um, so he was like, all right, well, let's do it. Let's put on shoes. So every day for, I don't know, a few weeks, that was part of my program. My two hour workouts, at least 15, 20 minutes would incorporate whatever necessary, like whether it was like mobility in my hips or just the strength to like, to get the shoe on, whatever it was like, that's what we worked on. We really targeted that like small goal that was preventing me from coming. Um, so yeah, stars aligned my first grad school choice um obviously being able to continue training and um living in a place i've always wanted to live that's like all right it's a why would i not do this it was hard there's definitely been hard times still are some hard times but like it's been an awesome experience i've developed so much i've learned so much and i've um i've learned how to be a lot more independent out here when i don't have that much of a choice so uh, no that that's a hell of a way to do it man just like let's get 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 done what you know get figure out how to get your shoes on and let's go like uh i love that that's uh, that's awesome man um you know and so i was wondering um being out there so like being a sports and performance psychology major are you working now then um like at a actual job are you now that you have your master's yeah, so I work for uh, a company. I have a couple of clients on the side as well. Um, but yeah, so trying to build up as much as possible. I work for a company called CEP Mindset. They are based out of Toronto, um, but all remote work. Um, I had a couple of clients that I started with beforehand that I still currently work with as well. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, and have you made any connections like with the guys you work out with or that work out with Barwis um, that are professional athletes or Olympic athletes that you've uh, been um, able to work with at all? Um, no, not really. Um, just because there is a mental performance section at Barwis and I'm not part of oh, it. So okay, gotcha. it's, it's a little outside of my scope, but um, so I've been mostly just working outside of it and with CEP. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Jake, that makes me think what, you know, what all kind of, um, I don't know how, like what all, uh, aspects of kind of rehabilitation and performance and all that stuff does Barwis cover? Like if you, if you're going to come work at bar work out with Barwis, like what, what can you expect? Like what, what are all the options of stuff you can do there? Um, so we have full-time trainers, right? So strength and conditioning coaches. So we do personal training group classes for adults, um, youth athletes, all the way to pro athletes. Um, we'll do like mobility recovery sessions, which is more like stretching anything, you name it. We do like mobility in those sessions. And then um, we have a ortho PT who really mainly works on, they mainly work on like, like injuries, like general population injuries, like your ACLs, your shoulders, um, your low back stuff. And then we have our neuro program, which I mean, you insert any injury. I've seen Mike, Nick, Meg, or myself work with it. Um, we get kind of, a lot of people get confused on it for just spinal cord injuries, but I've seen a, like everything. I've seen everything. Some stuff that 
I was like, holy crap, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. How are you making this six-year-old go to the bathroom after three years of not going to the bathroom? And Mike just did it within like a week or two. And I was like, oh my God, this is where I need to be. Because it's just such a plethora of things. So we have massage therapy on top of that, recovery room. So different types of recovery modalities, uh, cold, heat vibration therapy, Normatex, ECP machines. Um, and then we have mental performance, nutrition. Jeez, what am I missing? There's so much. We do yeah. a lot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what is it going to cost? Like if a guy with a spinal cord injury, you know, like, been injured for a couple of years, finds out about you guys, wants to come in and start working with you. What, I mean, does insurance cover any of this? Is he paying out of pocket? Like what, what is that looking like for, for somebody? So all cash rate, cash rate um, insurances won't cover what we do. We do outside the box stuff. It's very intense. We've tried to um, in years past, we've tried to get insurances to cover it, but unfortunately they don't. Um, you guys, you guys know the insurance in the medical field, so I'll leave you to interpretation. Um, but it's definitely, it's comparable to our personal training rate. So we don't like go and triple our personal training rate for a neuro client. We try to keep everything pretty standard across the board um, and make it affordable. And then we also have something called the First Step Foundation, which is a matching scholarship, which along the years that I've been in this company have helped only the right, like the right people. Like if you're usually a client, that's a billionaire millionaire or well-off parents are well-off. Those clients usually try to stay away from that kind of first step foundation and leave it to the people that need it. So um, I've only seen good things come out of that. So first step foundation is definitely something that is dear to borrow us. And we try to work and, have fundraisers throughout the year to help as many people as we can. And then we also help people try to find other foundations to give them grants or whatever, if it's like a standing frame or a walker, a bathroom seat, whatever it is. So like walking with Anthony, I think you, you helped. Oh, you got help from Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out walking with Anthony. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I had him on the podcast a couple of years ago. Yeah, great guy, for sure. So we work with other high five foundations. Worked with us, so we are kind of like moving in the right direction of trying to help as much as possible. Um, yeah, and then basically it's pretty cookie cutter. Once you get in the program, it's you set out your hours. We set out the program, and you work your ass off you're consistent and i mean i love it sean's been five days a week for five and a half years six almost six years so um and when i first saw him literally from across the gym i didn't know him didn't really know meg who was a coach in the gym i was like what's going on over there do they need help because he was trying to transfer onto the table and he was spazzing all over the place and i was like I want to go learn that. And then fast forward, he's yelling at me because I'm trying to help him open a bar 10 minutes before this, where it's like, I can do it. <laughs> like it's, 
a crazy change. And I feel like that's why I, I, uh, Sean is a big reason why I grew in the neuro program and, and for sure seeing his progression has helped others because I'm just so driven. I've seen it. I've seen a C5 that said he couldn't stand up for more than 10 minutes and his hamstrings would tone. I've seen him walk with a cane. I've seen him open a granola bar by himself. I've there's, you name it, I've seen it from him. So it helps me grow other people. So it's just a full circle of, I was 20 when I met him and I didn't know a thing about neuro. And now it's, now I'm doing evals writing programs. So it's huge. That's incredible, man. I like, I wish I lived closer to Denver to come, come work with you guys, man. I hopefully I, every time I talk to uh, Nick, I'm just like, man, get, get him to open a spot up here in the Northwest. Cause we could use it for sure. Like uh, Portland or Seattle would be great. Um, but yeah, you know, so I, and it's so funny, man. I always think about like Mike Barwis, like I, had never even heard the name prior to Nick reaching out to me. I mean, I think I'd seen like Barwis on Instagram and stuff, but didn't really like kind of put two and two together. And then like, you know, I'll be watching the Pat McAfee show and he'll be like, Oh man. He's like, remember Mike Barwis? He's like, who didn't want to mess with that guy or whatever. You know, he's the most intense SOB around. And, uh, and then you see him like, you know, working with he, he work, I guess seeing the videos of him working with, professional athletes and with people with neurological issues he doesn't play man like either way like it's it's awesome seeing him work with people um you know what's it like been like for both you and does so does he go around to all the different locations from uh, from time to time uh like pop in in denver and like i don't know what what his where his like main main base is Main spots in Florida for sure, and then he'll come out to. He came out to Denver what three or four months yeah, ago. Couples, yeah. Um, and he literally just dedicates time. Like I'll tell him, "Hey, I want. I'd rather spread your knowledge out like to more of my coaches." And I'll be like, "I think last time he did eight hours or ten hours straight, and he just went from client to client to client to client to client to client, and just taught all of us." And then spent like two hours straight with my coaches as I was just like training three people at the same time. And he's just, I mean, the man does it all. He's, he's a genius. Um, He's also one of the most genuine people ever. He's so nice. He will literally chop off his arm for you. That's, that's the guy. Um, He is for sure why everything is happening and running in this facility. So um that's awesome. Yeah. I might need you guys to run interference for me to get him on the podcast. One of these yeah. See if I see if I can lock him down to, uh, to come on and talk a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, like I'm so happy we were able to do this guys. Um, I did. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I, you know, I congratulate both of you guys on everything you're doing. I mean, it's, you guys are both inspirations, man. Everything you guys are all doing out there at Barwis. Um, yeah. Oh, and Nick, like Nick. So Nick, doesn't does he still work with you guys a little bit i know he's like the what assistant strength and conditioning coach for the red wings now yeah so he's a pt over there and uh he helps out with strength and conditioning just because he's been in the at barwis for so long so um he helps out with the red wings and then i mean we'll always be boys like he came to my wedding in august like he'll if i call him and i need something he always is willing to help me out so um yeah, I mean, 
That's cool. So he's still still a part of it. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Man, this is uh this has been great, guys. I definitely we we'll have to stay in touch and uh and keep up down the road here. And man, I hope hopefully I can make it out to Colorado one of these days and just come work with you guys for a while. That would be awesome. Yeah, doors are open. Awesome, man. I would love to. Yeah, we'll have to make it happen. Um, yeah, Jake Daniel, uh, Sean Mahoney, I appreciate you guys so much. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll stay in touch. Yeah, man, it was a pleasure. Thanks for yep. having us. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Yeah, till next time, then. Yep. All right. That was Sean Mahoney and Jake Daniel. I want to thank them both again for uh, being willing to come on the show and, and kind of share their story and, and how they how they uh, got working together and it kind of pushed both of them. I love the, I love the story that, you know, when Jake found out he was getting the job out at the new Colorado location for Barwis that he told Sean, he should come out there. And, and Sean had always wanted to had gone there uh, to been in Colorado as a kid and always wanted to, to live there someday. Um, And, but he was like, Hey, I can't, he's like, I can't live on my own. Like, what, how am I going to do this? And, Jake was just like, what do you need to do to be able to live on your own? I know. Like, yeah. Let's work on it, man. So then they just worked every day to figure out how to get it, you know, so he could start wearing, getting his own shoes on. And then he was able to, to make it happen. So yeah, it's just a great story, man. These guys are, are incredible. Um, I really appreciate both of them coming on and sharing their story. Um, definitely inspiration for sure. Yeah, and just goes to show what hard work and dedication, you know, you can put in to help in your recovery and also in, uh, you know, see your dreams come true, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, because Sean also got his master's degree at the same time as, you know, he goes out to to uh, to be able to work with the guys there there at Barwis and, and continue his training or his uh, rehabilitation and also uh, – uh oh you know also getting his masters at the same time at one of the premier i guess locations for the sport and performance psychology yeah it's pretty impressive very impressive so yeah so when are we going to get one of those uh barwitzes up here jeremy i know you kind of pushed him for it (laughs) every time man i always try to get those guys to to make it happen uh, hopefully one of these days i know nick had mentioned that you know they wouldn't mind expanding out here when i had him on probably a year or two ago so hopefully man fingers crossed that would be amazing yeah i i drive your butt there every day so yeah yeah no doubt no doubt well yeah man um yeah yeah i did want to bring up one thing so i i, I really i interviewed like i had like five interviews over the last like week and a half with different people. And uh, one of them um, that we're going to have in a few weeks here was with a, with a young guy um, who is like, he was actually still in the hospital, not from his spinal cord injury, but from a pressure sore that he had gotten that spread to his bone and it caused a bone infection, which I didn't know was even a possibility. But then another friend had who had been really sick and was dealing with pressure sores and i told them hey make sure you should have him checked to make sure you don't have a bone infection after i heard his interview or after i interviewed uh with this guy danny keiterling that we're gonna have on the show in a couple weeks 
and this person went and they checked them out and turned out they had a really bad bone infection too and like essentially they were both gonna die if they didn't figure that out and like i didn't i like i said i've been injured for almost 26 years now i had no idea that you could get a bone infection from a spinal or from a uh, pressure sore. pressure sore yeah so you know um you know i know that um you know one of the reasons i'm involved in this podcast with you is one to support you you know and i enjoy spending time with you and listening to these people's stories it always inspires me it uh it's really um really puts your life into perspective as an able-bodied person when you hear the struggles that some of these people are going through. Um, and the other thing is, is that um, I think you are helping people all the time with this uh, podcast, even if you have 10 listeners. And I remember once my dad said, um, you know, if you go through life and you've changed one person's life, you've led a, a well-lived life. And I think your example of making those connections through your podcast, you are changing people's lives, Jeremy. Yeah, I appreciate so. it, Ricardo. Thank you. Checks in the mail. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just, I really just want this to be like a platform for people to get knowledge, get, you know. Well, you're doing it. Connect with other people in the same situation. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate it. And I, yeah, I hope, I hope that that's true. I hope we are helping people and, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? Yeah, that is. That's yeah, hum humbling though, for sure. Thank you for, thank you for saying that, man. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think that that's gonna, gonna be a wrap on it. I mean, people listen, yeah, yeah listen and just to, listen to your bodies, check, check your skin, drink water, all that stuff. I don't know. Like, it's, and, uh, and, and Don't be afraid to ask those caregivers to give yourself a, a second look or your doctors when you're in for a checkup. And that goes for everybody, you know, don't be, you have to advocate for yourself. So. Absolutely, you know. man. Absolutely. Well, uh, Hey, once again, thank you so much to Sean Mahoney and Jake Daniel. We appreciate you guys coming on sharing your story and, yeah, just being willing to, yeah, let us know about uh, about Barwis again and, and kind of what, what they're up to out there. Love their program. And, um, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we can maybe, – maybe we need to take a trip out to Colorado, maybe, Ricardo. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, until next time, we will be back next week with a – another brand new episode we've got a bunch of great uh interviews ready to go so talk to you guys soon please listen like great review share we appreciate all the help talk to you soon all right well done jeremy well done thanks ricardo you too <laughs>